Jack Roland. Hi. And today we're talking about season four, episode four, Dex takes a holiday. On this episode, Dexter goes, gets to go hunting while Rita and the kids are away. Quinn's dick makes some bad decisions. Trinity learns about Lundy. Angel finds a way to overcomplicate things with LaGuerta. Deb and Lundy get shot. And Masuka is sir not appearing in this episode. What did you guys think of this one overall? Well, it immediately goes straight to the top because Masuka's not in it. But uh, this actually was a pretty decent episode to... It's it's good to have kind of a a meeting between the villain and the hero, and and I really liked how this episode framed that. Okay, yeah, I definitely thought the same. I was uh, I was into it. I was a little bit more invested than I had been in the, the previous episode, and so I thought some of the stuff that happened, I was a, a little like uh, pearl clutch moments, you know, like like <gasps> one of those. I was, oh. Man, it was good. I thought it was just an okay episode, but I liked the last one, and I stood alone for that. So what do I know anymore? I don't even know. I thought it was just okay. There were some good moments. I just... Who just are you moment. right now? I don't know. Am I watching the wrong show? <laughs> I thought we were watching season four. Maybe I'm on the wrong wrong season. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this is a <clears throat> pretty strong episode myself so uh, it starts with Rita and the kids heading out of town to a wedding Rita tells Dexter to try not to work the whole time they're gone she doesn't want to have to lie to the neighbor again about why or how the security lights were smashed the kids left a handmade mug for Dexter uh, so Dexter has decided to go after a cop named Zoe Kruger who may have killed her husband and daughter but the blood spatter expert suspects that she planted someone else's blood on the scene and her gunshot wounds were the result of, uh, were not the result of an outside attacker. So I thought this was like uh, uh, an interesting way to approach this episode, um, in that uh, it's something we have really haven't seen before. Uh, it's a different story, it, it, you know. Like he never really went after Dokes necessarily. Like he, you know, he killed another cop, but not because they were a bad person. But I think this was a really interesting little sub story to the whole overarching story of Dexter is for him to go after another cop who knows a lot about being a cop and uh, yeah I was I was really enthralled by their interactions and how he was going about it and throughout the rest of the episode I liked it a lot apart I liked from that it was risky I like that switch to things there actually felt like real risk that he was messing with a cop who really knew what she was doing yeah 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 he, he chose her because of the challenge that uh, she would pose and that she, he had the time to actually do that because Rita and the kids would be out of town. Um, and I think since uh, <clears throat> Evil Denise Crosby, this is the last time that Dexter's, like, hunted a woman. Yeah, he doesn't do that too often. I thought about that as well. I was like, oh, this is a, another change-up in terms of the... The sex that he is going after, which is usually is male, and this time it's female. Yeah, that's interesting. So uh, Deb and Lundy are hiding in Dexter's lab to try and get ahead of Trinity before Laguerta kicks them out. Uh, Quinn's reporter, fuck buddy, as Deb puts it, has released an article saying that Miami Metro isn't focused on the bathroom murder, 
because Lundy has pulled them into his unofficial case. Trinity is using a, a computer at the library and sees the newspaper article. LaGuerta tells Angel that they need to tell the brass that they are dating. They decide to hold off, but LaGuerta turns it into a passive-aggressive dig at Angel not knowing how to define their relationship. So this is where we start to really see, I think, like that uh, that moment where, you know, work and play don't mix, and then it just goes down this terrible, terrible road of all these other things. And then, you know, like, uh, Dale, you are talking about last season about, like, well, why doesn't Baptista just end up with LaGuardia? And it's like, it's all because it's all a bad idea. Yeah. No, none of them should any sleep with any of them. Yeah, I threw that out there knowing that this happened. Um, but yeah, I, uh, it's, it is all a bad idea. I think that this, this like extra twist is just the even crueler sad Tista. Like he's, he's dating his boss. So he has to defer to her when they're at work anyway. And now she's turning it into, you know, he's the one that doesn't want to define their relationship. He's not, he's not ready to commit to it. Like she is by telling the brass and it's just this like, no, that's not what he's doing. He just wants to like, keep it private, keep it theirs instead of it being out there for the whole world. Everything about this relationship is bad. (laughs) It's just bad. (laughs) The from the the garbage that they spouted outside the hotel in the last episode to mm. this, it just they they don't their innuendo conversation. The, last their episode. innuendo conversation, which I want to go back and change to my worst line ever, <laughs> but it, everything they do, they, they just don't mix very well together and. It just seems so forced when they're on screen, and I don't care. Just well, and I, get I them think off that's screen. Why this was weak. That's I think that's what really kind of made me think this episode was more weak because there was such a focus on that. Because I liked the storyline with Kruger. I liked that we've got some good stuff going on with Deb and Lundy. It's just that it's so bogged down by the here we go with Laguerta and Angel. Here we go again. It just mm-hmm. takes up too much of the time with this boring storyline that nobody really cares about. Yeah, that is basically just going around in a circle. Same thing over and over. Yeah. They're like playing both halves of Jimmy Smith's having the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. uh, Dexter figures out that Kruger was wearing gloves when she shot herself. Harry shows up and nags Dexter about the case he's working a woman who killed her whole family. He makes it into a parallel for Dexter's trouble adjusting to not having space and time to do what he needs to do. Harry says that Trinity can do what he wants to do because he doesn't have a family. Dexter says, but I do. Anton gets home to Deb being on the phone with Lundy. Anton calls her on spending all her time with her ex, even though Anton got a job that lets him be home with her more. Uh, Trinity is in an alley outside a bar. He lets one guy go whose wife shows up before he makes his move. Another guy comes out and Trinity goads him into a fight. Trinity never throws a punch. He lets the other guy beat on him while he keeps insulting him. The guy walks off while Trinity yells, It's all your fault at him. And I thought for a second that Trinity might be season one Cody. It's all come full circle. 
But was his delivery better than OG Cody? Uh, yes. I mean. Everything was better than OG Cody. By accident, it would have been better. An entire episode <laughs> of Angel and LaGuerta having innuendo conversations would be better than season one Cody. Giving each other the Ouch. room service. Yeah. You give good room service. <laughs> Uh, Dexter goes to Kruger's house, which is having a real estate open house. Kruger shows up while Dexter is looking for clues about where she left the gloves. Dexter accepts her offer for a tour. When asked why she's selling, Kruger tells Dexter that she's recently divorced. Dexter makes a joke about how he's been married for a long time, six months. Kruger says she understands. Believe me. Dexter suspects that... Okay. I was going to say, this this scene actually I I thought was interesting because um, the sort of um, sexual tension between them like mm-hmm. it, it's clear that I think that Kruger is some, somehow attracted to Dexter in some way and and you know and he obviously he doesn't pick up on that or get it or whatever uh, but I mean even just that, that that saying like you know the marriage question and him, the way he responds to it it's almost like a, a little cat and mouse game that they're playing uh, in, in this moment which I thought was pretty well done overall uh in in terms of like what he normally has to go through with a lot of his victims i think it's a power move by her Mm -hmm. you know i think it's something that she does often to sort of get the upper hand in the conversation where she makes herself look a little bit interested and then the guy starts talking a little bit more and she can get more out of them that way um dexter suspects that she may have destroyed the gloves in the sink's garbage disposal he breaks it with a wooden spoon, then offers to look at it after telling the estate agent. He finds a piece of the blue glove inside the disposal. Kruger helps him up and flirts with him some more. So then also I want to say about this, he's like, he tells the real estate agent, easy fix. And then he starts to dissemble, like like he takes everything apart in the on the kitchen sink, like to the point where, I gotta say, my... Uh, disposal was broken when I first moved into my apartment and I did not go through the links that Dexter went through to try to fix it because it, it's something that just seems like too complicated there's a lot of water and electricity and everything there but I mean clearly you know he, he was going for the for the the glove but I was just like it's not that doesn't look simple at all there's a lot of like twisting and moving parts and like he yeah. was very committed to it. He took the trap out, which I think was an attempt to make sure that the there weren't any pieces of the glove in there, um, which I think is more than you really need to do for a garbage disposal. Yeah. But then it was actually in the disposal that he found the the piece of the glove. So. So he had to go deep for it. I just <clears throat> it, it's just a funny moment when he's when he says it's simple and then it looks so complex. Yeah. Yeah, because it, I mean, stuff, like, stays in the disposal. Like, there's little pieces of stuff that get kind of stuck around the edges. And, yeah, a piece of rubber glove like that would definitely be something that might get stuck in the disposal. And it still would work fine. It just would always be stuck on the outside like that. Mm. So, uh, Deb and Lundy have a good idea on where to stake out Trinity. Deb offers to go along, but Lundy's worried that Ashton might not be happy about that. Uh, Lundy tells Deb that he still has feelings for her, that they're only his feelings and she's in a committed relationship. And she yells fuck at him and runs away. <laughs> uh, Angel just comes out and tells Dexter he's sleeping with LaGuerta. 
It says, Maria has awakened me passion. Yes. <laughs> yes. Great, it, it's back. It, it's, it's another thing that's come full circle. So good. Uh, he mostly does the talking and ignores Dexter's attempts at perspective, but hey, at least it's not Miguel. Uh, the reporter shows up at Miami Metro to talk to Quinn. He tells her he's not interested in being her source and kicks her out. Dexter finds gunshot residue on the blood. Oh, gunshot residue and blood on the glove fragment. He's convinced Kruger killed her family. Lundy's walking around outside a mostly vacant building. Trinity sees him and says, I'm found, to himself. And then he walks directly into Lundy and drops some keys. Lundy doesn't recognize his face, but makes some notes about him on his recorder. Dexter calls Rita. Uh, you guys were talking about this a little bit at the top. Did you want to go into more about this? It's it's such a brief moment, but they they both were on, on point. They... Uh, Lundy knew something was off about this guy even in the briefest of moments and it it really built the tension like oh my god is is Lundy about to break this case and and what, what does that spell for the rest of the season you know yeah I felt like um, there were there's a, a lot of times you see it in story writing and things like that but where uh, or what drives a lot of the character is uh, is like the thrill of almost being caught. Or sometimes, mm. I mean, like people will, will do stuff to the point where there's a thrill of almost being caught. So it's very, it looks very intentional that he bumps into him. But, I, you know, I think that's because he made it that way. Uh, and then he leaves the keys, which I thought was interesting, too. I think it's, it's like he, the way, and the way they play it, too, like, if you look at John Lithgow's face, like, both times... It's like he's trying to show himself to Lundy, like, do you already know who I am? Do you know who you're mm -hmm. talking to? Um, and because Lundy hasn't already identified him, he walks away. But to me, it felt like, you know, when he says I'm found, and then he deliberately walks into Lundy and then gives Lundy a second reason to look at his face, it's like he almost wants to be caught, mm -hmm. but because Lundy doesn't know specifically that it's him that he's looking for he he just walks on he's not gonna say hey I'm Trinity and I know right. you've been looking for me yeah I mean, but it also could be a little well it's just gonna say it could be a little bit of a test too just to be like yeah clearly you know do you know that you're looking for me oh you don't are you sure oh no you don't you know right yeah yeah well, that scene alone is just a master class those two amazing actors just not saying much of anything in a very very short scene and it is just so intense well and it's 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 interesting how like uh uh trinity can't read lundy very well because lundy has those sunglasses on so he's completely inscrutable like you can't tell if lundy's what lundy's thinking until the bus pulls away and he starts talking about you know the bus number and starts describing him like, you know, male, 60-ish, six foot three, whatever. Something about the blue eyes. Yeah. It also calls back to certain things about what little we know about Trinity's character. He's very remorseful about his actions. Uh, well, maybe remorseful is not the word, but after he killed the lady in the first episode, he put himself in a scalding hot uh, 
mm-hmm. uh, shower. And then after the girl jumped, he, he looked very heartbroken about it. Uh, and so, and, and then he goes and gets his ass kicked outside of a bar. It's like he wants to be punished. And mm-hmm. so this also plays into that level of the character. And I like the way yeah. they do that as well because it just it teases that you know that this is not something he feels that he's doing by choice, you know. And I don't remember the storyline or if we ever find out, but just these little teases and these little hints that you know we're finding out a little bit of the character at the t- at a time, but just that you see this is not really something he feels like he is choosing to do. And it's just really interesting the way it's played so yeah. subtly. Absolutely. Uh, Dexter calls Rita and the kids and hears chaos. He's being pulled over by Kruger. She's figured out that Dexter knows about her file. She thinks he's a looky-loo getting off on following her around. She shows that she knows his address and lets him off with a warning. Dexter tells Harry he's calling it off, but he figures out that if he can give Kruger the perception of control, she won't see his other self coming. Dexter ignores part of a message from Lundy looking for Deb and cuts it off before Lundy goes into detail about his interesting encounter. Uh, Dexter calls Kruger's department and asks for a copy of the supposed killer's file to be sent to forensics. Um, This is to (laughs) goad goad Kruger into coming after him again. Yeah, who should we send it to? Who should the attention to be? Uh, Forensics. Just forensics. (laughs) (laughs) Um, LaGuardia brings Dexter into her office she also wants Dexter's advice when Dexter says he's going to lunch she almost goes along but Dexter shuts it down he pretty much parrots LaGuardia's words back to her and she tells him that marriage has really made him insightful about relationships well at least it's not Miguel it was almost Miguel though like he wanted she wanted to go but you know (laughs) she had work I like to say something about this moment uh, too many, too many people confide secrets in the guy who keeps the biggest secret of all at this police department. Mm-hmm. Well, I like, mean that's why they know he's good for it. It's crazy how many people are just like, I got a little secret, Dex, and it's like, why is he the guy? But yet his secret's bigger than all the secrets, and he's just like this big secret keeper, and he's so good at it most of the time. I just find it to be such an interesting spider web of secrets. Yeah. Well, he's the guy who listens but doesn't talk, so that's why everybody yeah. comes to him. Well, and the way they the way they do it in the story here is that um, Angel confides in him, which makes sense because Angel considers Dexter like his best friend, if not just a you know at least a friend. Um, and then like Huerta comes after Dexter because she knows that Angel talked to him. So he's the only person that she can talk to without letting yet another person know about it. Um, so that's kind of how they how they leverage it. But yeah, it is weird that both of these characters are asking Dexter for relationship advice. Um, right. When Dexter like s- somehow barely got himself married last year, and his best man ended up dead somehow. So. Um, Dexter tells Deb about Lundy's message. Deb has an awful Photoshop picture framed on her desk of her and Anton. Like, they couldn't get a photo of those two actors together. It's really weird. Um, They're, like, not looking at the same thing. 
When Dexter leaves, a police car is following him. He pulls into a gas station. Kruger follows. Dexter mentions that she's out of her jurisdiction. She follows him into the bathroom and hands him the case file. He tells her about the glove and says that he has a meeting tomorrow to discuss it with his superiors. Kruger puts a gun to Dexter's head and says she'll shoot him and call it attempted rape. Dexter talks her out of it, saying that she'll never make the forensics work. She goes... Uh, she says to go ahead and tell his superiors and leaves. Dexter is sure now that she'll come after him before tomorrow. So uh, I'm going to back up and not talk about the, the good scene. I'm going to talk about something uh, about the, the photo, like you were saying earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because for a couple of reasons. Number one, So you I noticed watching, it too, huh? Yeah, I, I noticed too. So I was watching uh, Lost... I've been rewatching Lost, uh-huh. and I no- and I notice a lot of like photo moments too in that where they show you pictures of them from various points in their life, and it's always very distracting because sometimes it doesn't look like it, it it's a a real photo, obviously. Yeah. But number two, when I worked in New York, I I did a lot of those like um, the second unit photo shoots, and it is funny sometimes how. You, like they can't get the main actor you're right Dale like sometimes they cannot get those main actors together yeah. in terms of scheduling to shoot those photos so they do have to go through this weird rigmarole of photoshopping which makes it look awful so it's like don't even show the photo at all it's, like, yeah it's, it's weird like uh, it, like to me it was one of those things where you know not only not only did they not get the actors to do it but they may have decided to insert like they may have decided in editing that they needed that photo there to like remind us about her and Anton being together like for whatever reason and so the picture is of her in like it it look it looks like it might be her at Dexter's wedding she's wearing like a, a dress or a gown or something like that and she is standing she's on the left side she's standing and she's looking over her right shoulder like into the air and Anton is standing right next to her, and he's looking straight down the barrel of the camera. <laughs> it's like that's the picture you put on your desk. <laughs> like the light doesn't match. Like he's well, way more lit than she is. Her picture looks a lot more professional. His looks like it was just taken by a cell phone camera or something. So yeah, it's just a, it's one of those things that like, and especially in Blu-ray, it's like it just pops out like, no, no, that's not it. It's not yeah. nearly as good as the uh, the wall of uh, Eric King IDs that looked like they oh, were no. actually just pictures of Eric King from different <laughs> points in his life. With the afro and all that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, get, I do. I do get hung up on that stuff for, on a lot of shows. I'm 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 very much into like noticing that kind of thing as well because it bothers me. <laughs> yeah. At least yeah. it wasn't like uh, uh, screened in. Like, they didn't have, like, a yeah. green photo there, and then they com- put it in with the computer later. So not only is it not a real photo, but it, like, is shimmying along with the frame as it moves along. Right. Um, Deb goes to Lundy's hotel and just starts kissing him. Because? Dexter lies in wait for Kruger <laughs> at his house. She breaks in, Dexter goes to M99-er, but she fights back, breaking the mug from the kids in the process. She wakes up on Dexter's table. He's made it look like she fled to the Philippines. And she says, are you going to rape and kill me? And Dexter says, what is it with you and rape? No one's raping anyone. <laughs> um, 
but killing, yeah. Uh, Rita calls and Dexter has to race back to the house to clean up the mess from the fight with Kruger. The kids walk in just as Dexter is dealing with the broken mug. Rita says the kids will be excited to make him a new one. Dexter and Rita snuggle on the couch between the sleeping kids. Rita says she missed Dexter and he said he missed them too. I think the reason that they don't have Dexter kill women very often in this show is because they don't want to have to deal with the whole like women always assuming they're going to be raped before they're murdered situation. Because <laughs> <laughs> that way, because he's like, oh, there's no way directs, you know, like there's going to be a rape with a male victim, but always with a female, there might be the potential. That's such a funny thing that she says that multiple times. It is funny that she keeps coming back to that. And like, <laughs> Because, like, in her mind, like, what other reason do you possibly have to want to kill me? Exactly. <laughs> Everybody wants a piece of Kruger. <laughs> uh, Deb and Lundy walk into the hotel parking lot, obviously post-coitus. Deb says that she's a fuckwad. She knew about her feelings for Lundy. They say they will figure out how to set things right regarding Anton. Deb says, don't go disappearing on me again. And Lundy says, not, uh... And then he sees something. Deb takes a bullet. Two more shots are fired, and Lundy falls next to her. A figure runs up and robs Lundy. Deb whispers, stay with me, and then she passes out herself. That is the end of the episode. Yeah, you know, it's funny in that moment. I was watching it, and I was was sitting there, and I was like, yeah, of course, you know, she's going to get back with Lundy, because we have to have someone who's always in jeopardy, like every season with Deb, there's always somebody that has to be in jeopardy, you know, either her or someone she loves or whatever, and then that happened, and I did, like, the the pearl clutch where I was like, no! I was like, never Lundy, never Lundy. I, I was saying it, and then it happened, and I was so sad. They could they could only afford him for four more episodes. No, he he pushed his luck with the death vagina. He pushed his luck that one more time was too many times. Because yeah, anybody that dates Deb ends up dead. Yeah, that's so it's so sad. I mean, I I I'm I haven't watched ahead. I'm I'm right where we're at. So. It's gonna be a big season or uh, season four, episode five for me, because man, I don't, I don't know how to handle it. Yeah, this is a rare moment for me because it's it it takes me quite a while to step through an episode and write notes and all that kind of stuff. And uh, at this one, I actually did consider going in and just taking notes for episode five after this because it's such an exciting cliffhanger. Yeah, it was yeah. hard to stop. It was hard to turn it off. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Next next week. Should be. Next week, Zach will be distraught. (laughs) I might have. I mean, I might have to have a little like. uh, If he dies, I'm gonna have to have a little funeral session. (laughs) I'll I'll have pictures that are me and him photoshopped together. Yeah, (laughs) but poorly, like but very poorly. (laughs) Zach's Zach's friendship memorial. We've lost another friend. Yeah. Um, So this episode was directed by John Dahl. directed 16 episodes between season 3 and season 8. This is his first in season 4. It was written by Melissa Rosenberg and Wendy West. Uh, Melissa Rosenberg, of course, the head writer for the first four seasons. And Wendy West uh, was a producer on The Closer. She worked on Dexter 
starting in seasons four through eight, and this is her first writing credit of 11 total. Uh, afterwards, she worked on the show The Beast with Patrick Swayze and Marvel's Inhumans. So the uh, best line of the episode. Uh, Masuka's on vacation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I, I actually liked the what is it with you and Wright line. I thought that whole... <laughs> that that was super funny. It's like, <laughs> what, what, what is it with you and rape? No one's raping anyone. Yeah. I, I enjoyed those. That was a very funny moment. Uh, I also went with a, another exchange between Kruger and Dex, which was the whole, have you been married long? Yes, about six months. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. I was like, that's funny. Because I'm getting married this year, so I thought it was... A good line, but not a funny good line, not like a serious good line. Yes. Uh, worst line of the episode. Maria has awakened Lepasione. <laughs> yeah, uh, the return of Lepasione. Yeah, yeah, pretty much anything that was uttered <sighs> by them in the past ever. <laughs> I have a feeling that would be unanimous. Yeah. Uh, the how about the Chicky Hines memorial performance of the episode? Oh man, this one has to go to Lundy, doesn't it? And just, yeah, he's so good. I agree, Lundy. All the way, yeah. Lundy. All right. Well, there wasn't much of an argument there, so uh, <laughs> that'll do it for season four, episode four.